Hi, it's Corey Chambers, your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Today is Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. Today we're going to be talking about something new. I probably talked about something kind of new on every episode, kind of different topic, so it might be difficult to latch on to. <coughs> I'm walking over a noisy bridge. I'm usually walking up a hill, breathing heavy while I'm recording on Anchor. Uh, and uh, today I'm walking uh, across a bridge. A dog wants to attack a bicycle. Oh, he, he did not attack. Uh, it's a noisy bridge. This is the Broadway Bridge. Uh, this is a uh, metro rail going by, electric train. Just about 10 seconds ago, we heard the, uh, the old-fashioned diesel locomotive go by. We're also hearing a plane, like a Cessna type of single-engine small aircraft. And plenty of cars going by. I've got a view of downtown Los Angeles skyline. A pretty view. Of course, it'd be nice if these uh, telephone poles were buried. Telephone cables. But the park is looking pretty nice and green. The State Historic Park. And then that's to the left. To the right is Elysian Park. It says Elysian right now. So uh, the topic I should mention before we get any further, because it's probably mostly of interest to real estate agents, but it might be of interest to entrepreneurs. It might be of interest to anybody who likes real estate, which is actually quite a few people who like real estate and who want to know what's going on in the real estate industry and in real estate in general. But for general real estate audiences, I'll give you some news. That is uh, that real estate prices are generally dropping a little bit. So you might have been given a little bit of a hint of that, but it usually takes six months to a year, two years. Sometimes, sometimes it takes them six years for the mainstream media to actually report on what's happening in economics. And they're usually about three years behind <laughs> when they give that news. Uh, most people don't understand economics or care about it, but um, economics, I think I'm learning how to make the topic interesting. For one thing, economics should be delivered as comedy because economics is the... Um, what's the word for it? Economics is the science... That is depressing. I forgot the word. The dismal science. There we go. The dismal science. So something that is dismal really should be turned into comedy when you're talking about the general public. So Max Kaiser is famous for doing that. I think that he puts more humor and comedy into economics than anyone else. Uh, so I, I enjoy watching Max Kaiser. Um, I especially love it when he goes off uh, the deep end. The more nutty he gets, the more entertaining it is. 
So I will try to do that for you. I will be stepping up on the crazy presentation of economics because economics is the dismal science. I'm not sure 100% why it's called the dismal science, but I have a couple ideas of why. First of all, most economic charts that you see, uh, they don't end well, especially if they are you know, parabolic, if they are rising exponentially, they usually have a pretty horrendous crash at the end. Also, if you, to really understand economics fully, people should have a good grasp of science and physics and of uh, sociology and psychology, because all that goes, and and, and politics as well, because that all goes into economics human behavior, as well as, um, I'll try to mention a couple things that I, a few things that I've seen very recently, just this week, about the quantum physics of money, the quantum physics of wealth, the quantum physics of economics, so I will mention those as well, but getting back before I forget to our mainstream audience, I did mention that home prices are going down. And so that usually means it's time to start thinking about buying a place in, um, in a year or two. Uh, if you're in the market, if you're one of the few people in the market to buy now, then you generally want to put in some lower prices, go for a smaller, more affordable place, uh, because it's better to go all out when prices are super low. Right now, prices are relatively high. So you go all out and spend extra when prices are low so that you can gain the most return when the prices go up. If you're buying now while prices are relatively high, then you want to go ahead and buy a cheaper, smaller, more affordable place right now, put in lower offers, put in low ball offers, and that way you are not losing much when the prices go down a little bit over the next year or two. Um, and so, uh, also before I forget, let's talk about the quantum physics of money. So money, economics, you hear a lot of terms that are scientific engineering, and physics terms. Uh, One is money often behaves like water or air. You know, uh, you you can mention money in things like pressure. One way that money is like, um, and water, and other things, air, is... uh, You picture a dam or anything where there's a a store of um, money or electricity or water or air. When you have a uh, hole in it, it comes out. And when you plug that hole, it puts more pressure on other areas. So one good example is um, the government often tries to manipulate little things 
in the economy, but then the money finds another place. So if the government stops money from going into, say, like um, Bitcoin or whatever, then the money will go into Litecoin. The you keep stop money from going into Bitcoin and Litecoin, then it goes into Ethereum. So those are just examples of the way that money flows because uh, water and air and gas all flow the same way. My dog's trying to rub himself in something on the ground, which usually means something stinky and smelly that he's trying to rub into. Um, so, but uh, let me get now to our main topic after all of that banter, which was hopefully set up for our main topic. But our main topic is really more about real estate, uh, the real estate industry, and it's about me, Corey Chambers, and the real estate industry. So mainly, I have been working on, I and uh, my assistant, KT Donahue, and others, and a lot of people over the days, weeks, months, and years have been working on it, which is the launch of NTAR Real Estate. By the way, there's I um, also helping to launch another company called Uthena, which is a website that's a it's a website about um, video courses, courses on video, and it's. Um, um, he used to be like the in the top 10 instructors on Udemy. Udemy.com is, I believe, the number one video course transaction website in the world. And I believe Udemy has... I'm trying to remember now. 300,000 users? Maybe it was more than that. Maybe it was 30 million users. Anyway, between 30, 300,000 and 30 million users on Udemy. And then it's uh, it's got about 100,000 videos. So that's Udemy. That's where Mr. Jerry Banfield was. Uh, he was a top 10 instructor on Udemy. And so uh, I found him on Steam. I might have found him on YouTube. I think I went into YouTube, perhaps, or Google and was looking for information on Steemit. But I found Jerry Banfield and Steemit at roughly the same time because Jerry Banfield was a top guru. He was like the number one or top five guru on Steemit who was encouraging people to go on to steamit.com and buy the steam cryptocurrency and to also post um, things on steamit steamit is basically kind of like a facebook of uh, cryptocurrency but since then he sort of stopped promoting steamit jerry banfield he started uh, encouraging people to sort of leave Steemit, which I think that coincided with Steemit's sort of demise or decay or stagnation. But Jerry Banfield, again, he is launching Uthena. I'm helping him raise $2,000 for, for, for Uthena. Two, what did I say? $2 million he's raising 
for Euthena, two million. So if you have a couple million dollars laying around, and you, th- Jerry Banfield has a plan to take this. Um, to comp- he was kicked off of Udemy for being too successful and for using it in a, in a way that was too powerful and too dynamic, too productive, too uh, diverse, and too creative, so they kicked him off. Because when he sees a bunch of resources, like any good entrepreneur, any smart entrepreneur, he sees, okay, well, how can we make the most of these resources? And so Udemy is kind of behaving like you know, eBay and other other websites that should be top websites but are languishing um, and wasting their power by not being what they should be and also by treating customers horribly. I think eBay is number one for how badly it treats its customers, but apparently Udemy is also... Uh, trying to follow the same course. PayPal. PayPal might be number one. So PayPal and eBay together were the worst duo of how they treated their customers. Uh, any customer that's been with you for like three years or five years or seven years, uh, you really should consider treating them well. And if there's a problem, you know, working out to the problem rather than just terminating them without even saying goodbye uh, you know getting rid of all their hard work that they've been setting up and promoting your website by using it or paying you money in the case of PayPal and eBay these customers that they treat terrible are making them a tremendous amount of money I mean if you're smart you'll at least look and see how much money they're making you or losing you before you terminate them. Um, I mean, that's the financially prudent thing to do is see, like, before we terminate these people, are they, you know, are they losing us money? Are they making us money? Because I know in my case, and Jerry Banfield's case, we were making them money, absolutely, and losing them uh, little or zero Generally, we've lost them zero money and just made a tremendous amount of profit for them. eBay, when I was doing that, eBay and PayPal were making well over a thousand dollars a month from me. And uh, let's keep walking. And they they treated me pretty pretty poorly. And then when they attempted, made a minor attempt to improve their service, it was half-hearted, not helpful, didn't work. Probably, that probably wasted their money when they made a half-hearted attempt to give good service for like a day or two. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's... Um, those are things I'm working on is helping Jerry Banfield raise his $2 million for that website. He has a plan, so he's making money f- by allowing and helping people do to do the powerful things that he was attempting to do on Udemy. 
So he was trying to, you know, network, uh, affiliate, and to uh, coordinate and work together more with the other instructors. And they're, like, just telling him that uh, you have inappropriate relationships with other instructors and ridiculous things like that that they were telling him before they eventually kicked him off. They lost all of the work that he did. They lost all the promotion he was giving them, all the money he was making for them, and so forth. Uh, whereas if they were smart, they would... He was one, one of their top ten instructors. Uh, $600,000, I think he did a million to two million dollars total of business through Udemy. So, I mean, if someone's doing a million dollar business through your website or two million, whatever it was, over a million. Doesn't it make sense to... I think they did talk to him once, but then uh, they just sort of nonchalantly terminated him. I guess they felt that... They probably felt that he didn't understand or didn't live up to their expectations of what they asked him to do and not do. But... uh, when you have a website and people are doing or not doing what you want, it's the website owners and developers, it's their job to make that website do and not do what they want. To make it do what they want and to make their website not do what they don't want. That's how they have control. Make the most money possible the highest user satisfaction possible and get the money off as much money off the table as possible from all of the dynamics of what can go on on that platform because most websites can do a whole lot more than just sell one product or service they can usually sell several products or services then they can make money off of several more related products and services. They can also make money by helping other people to make money off of all of those products and services. And they can do a whole lot more. They can integrate with other websites. They can, there's, there's no end to what websites can do. So that's their job with the developer to monetize all of that, to make it work in a way that optimizes all of that, to make it work in a way that encourages people to do what they want them to do, and they can make it work in a way that discourages people from doing what they don't want them to do. That's all the responsibility of the website owner and their engineers, developers, programmers, coders. So, uh, of course, it's not easy, but if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would be doing eBay and just making, you know, almost free money. eBay, by the way, was became big because it was an auction website. 
eBay has had gone sideways and lost what would have been <laughs> if they had stuck with auctions and allowed people to sell new stuff like Amazon but kept focusing on auctions they would be doing five times as much business as much auction business as they're doing now maybe 10 maybe 50 times as much auction business as they're doing now but eBay decided they wanted to be Amazon well I'm sorry eBay when you're an auction website uh Wanting to be Amazon is probably a stupid idea. And it has proven to be a stupid idea because they cannot even come anywhere near close to being an Amazon, first of all. Secondly, they have done a mediocre to shoddy job of being an auction website because they have stopped innovating all the auction website stuff and put their resources into failing to be Amazon. So, uh, that's eBay. And that, that's a, you know, comparison to Udemy and PayPal and other websites that have pissed people off. Uh, now, back to Antar Real Estate, which is our main topic today that we'll probably keep talking about Antar Real Estate for the next 30 minutes or more. So I've been doing real estate for more than 10 years now. More than 10 years? I've had my license for almost 10 years, but I've been, you know, helping uh, and involved in other stuff related to real estate for more than 10 years. So I got my broker's license, um, got my real estate salesperson's license about almost 10 years ago, got my broker's license about five, roughly four or five years ago. And, uh, I'm a broker associate with Realty Source, Realty Source Inc. in San Diego, and they uh, are great. So we're going to continue to work with them as we launch Entar Real Estate. Realty Source Inc. is going to be processing basically the paperwork, but it will be all under the name of Entar Real Estate. Entar is E-N-T-A-R, E-N-T-A-R. So Entar is going to be sort of a super brand like, like Virgin. Virgin has Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Records. Now it's mostly Virgin Vacations and Virgin Mobile, Virgin Galactic. So... From what I've seen, nobody has done the super brand as well and as fully and powerfully as a super brand could be done. So let me first tell you a little bit about Entar before I go into Entar Real Estate. 
Antar is going to be focused on being a super brand and building a brand and help in not only the brands that I help to create, but also other people's brands that already exist and new brands that belong to other people. So like the uh, like Yelp, which is terrible because Yelp generally attracts people who are angry that their latte was not done as pretty as they want it to be done and they get a, give them a bad review if their latte was done beautifully and everything meets their expectations they give them a good review all of which Antar makes I mean Yelp makes money on Yelp sells advertising and they have certainly been profiting even though they are saying, shouting, and repeating that they that they are not extorting businesses. Uh, the way that they operate and the way that they profit has some similarity to extortion, because, um, but not maybe not directly. Uh, they probably have basically extorted people directly, but um, even when they're not directly extorting people, they're still profiting from people giving bad reviews and then they tell them well you need to you know we suggest that you advertise for one thing to uh, attract more customers and more good more good reviews so that your bad reviews will not show up so much so uh, uh, that's you know and they also don't enforce when people are breaking their rules that they supposedly have, such as competitors are not allowed to leave bad reviews. Uh, um, all the bad reviews I've gotten have been from competitors. <laughs> so, uh, virtually 100% of my real clients have given five-star reviews, but they don't go to Yelp. They leave those reviews on other places, mainly on, um, you know, on our questionnaire that we give them. So that's, uh, Antar's going to get into the ratings business. We sort of dabbled in it, but we're going to get into it in a big way when we have the resources. We really need uh, thousands of people that are working on it, paid and volunteers and combinations of people to get that going the Antar ratings then the other thing we're going to be doing with the Antar brand is we're going to be uh, kind of like a good housekeeping seal of approval we're going to be a seal of approval and a brand stamp as well all those things so the um, brand so It'll be like a seal of approval saying that if it has the Antar five-star seal, then it is, uh, you know, proven quality. It's good. When we have ratings and so forth, if someone does give a negative review and then the owner disputes it, the business owner disputes it, 
uh, the negative review will be removed unless uh, the, unless the person who gave the bad review proves that they were a, a, an actual customer. So they'll need to provide a receipt or something else that proves that they were a customer. And if they don't have that, then then the um, disputing business owner will can have the bad review removed. So it'll be easier to get good reviews. It'll also be easier for people to post bad reviews, but but if it's a um, bad review that the owner disagrees with, and they say, hey, this is not a customer, this was a competitor, or something else that was wrong, the bad review will be removed. So those are all things that Antar as a super brand is going to be doing. We'll have business directories, professional, a business directory, professional directory, website directory, and all that good stuff. So that's, uh, so basically Antar Real Estate is going to be a real estate company that, uh, people, you know, will benefit from that super brand as you know of quality so we're going to be taking about five or ten different concepts that most real estate companies do not do so ntar real estate is going to be truly groundbreaking technologically advanced superior service superior customer service uh it's going to generate more money for sellers it's going to generate more money for buyers generate more money for sellers, generate more money for agents, is going to generate more good deals for buyers, more amazing properties for buyers, more amazing deals. Um, it's going to help agents do their job tremendously by giving them several things that agents don't normally get, including leads and appointments provided by the broker, by Antar Real Estate. will be giving leads to the agents. Uh, agents will be getting bigger commissions, whereas like Red, Redfin, for instance, they operate in several ways, but I believe one of the ways they operate is to give um, leads to their agents they, uh, and or uh, agents of other brokers. And then they uh, ask them to charge less, and then they pay the agents less. So in in reality, the agents there are agents who should be getting paid less. Which agents should be getting paid less? The agents that are lesser agents, <laughs> the agents that are doing less work or less quality work, or lower dollar volume work, etc. They should be making less. Um, and that's generally what it what it turns out to be. So um, and so that's why, like Redfin, uh, especially Purple Bricks, just went out of business. Redfin is, um, I think they're learning what to do. They're learning what not to do because they're taking, you know, trying several approaches. Uh, Zillow, Trulia, they're trying different approaches. They're trying to get more hands-on and not just be a 
website company at website and advertising company but but a in, you know involved in real estate transactions company the money really is in the technology number one so that's what NTAR number one is going to be focused on is technology because that's where the most profit comes from uh, more return on the investment less investment and more return so that's what uh, NTAR is going to be focused on is the technology it's going to be a technology oriented company number two improving the service satisfaction and the power and uh, results in real estate transactions so that as I mentioned sellers get more money for their home their home sells faster for more money and with less hassle so I mean we already have a proven system that has done several billion dollars worth of business between us and other people who are using our same system Uh, then on top of that we're going to have scale, the economy of scale. The economy of scale allows you to do several things that you cannot do. Like as an individual agent, as most real estate agents tend to operate as a, as like, as a single person. Uh, some of them interact with their brokers very little. Uh, most of them don't don't. Most of the brokers don't get all that involved in the day-to-day activities of the agents. They look at the paperwork, they give them some training, and that's the majority of what they do. They sometimes provide an office. A lot of times they'll provide an office for the agents to, to show up or to meet clients and so forth, and then maybe do a few other things. Most of them do not give very many leads. A lot of them give, a lot of them give zero leads, prospects. Zero. Most of them give zero appointments to the agents. So those are some of the key ways that Antar Real Estate is uh, different. Rather than using the systems of like Purple Bricks, that is a failure. We use a system from super successful real estate companies uh, Craig Proctor Todd Walters Optimus Real Estate um, our friends uh, Rudy Kusuma uh, in uh, the San Gabriel Valley here Los Angeles area so we use uh, the you know primarily the same systems as these very successful rapidly growing companies uh companies and offices that are you know like number one or top 10 or number one of you know in the country so the other things we're going to be doing is i mentioned technology so not only are we going to ha- end up having a more powerful website, that I do expect that to take a little while, website development. Because uh, uh, development takes, I mean, technology development takes a while, but 
we will have the most powerful website. Currently, Redfin, I think, has been the best recently. Zillow has been the be- one of the best, either number one, number two, number three, um, for, for several years, many years now, like 10 years, 20 years. More than 10 years, I think, Zillow's been near the top. And Trulia. Uh, Redfin. Realtor.com is still doing okay. Um, and a few other places. Berkshire Hathaway has been doing pretty well because they give good service. But, you know, from what I've seen, it's all kind of traditional service. Uh, but traditional good service in real estate can go a long way. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway has a, a a good name, a good brand. It's connected to Warren Buffett. It's connected to quality and money and financial success. And what do people want when they sell their home? They want it to be financially successful. Uh, however, I don't think Berkshire Hash- Hathaway is is number one on very many levels. They're they're pretty new. They haven't. I think that they've they're a general success from what I've seen, uh, but I don't, I don't think they're blowing people away. But in the long term, maybe they will. Um, Antar. So other things we're going to be doing that other brokers do not do. Here's a very exciting one that could be end up being number one for us that other age, other brokers are not doing it well are not doing it at all, which is uh, artificial intelligence. Because right now, <clears throat> there are two or three, a very small number of data companies, data marketing companies, uh, statistics companies and stuff. All three of them charge a lot, and they're very arrogant the way that they operate. They're probably pretty profitable. Um... And that's one area, you know, that I'm a data person. I was a... Uh-huh, thanks. Uh, I got my first certificate in data processing when I was 15 years old. I started learning computer programming when I was 12 got my first programming certificate, data processing certificate, when I was 14, 15. And I got... Uh, come up here. I'm uh, stomping my feet and stuff to chase away coyotes. Walking through Elysian Park, we're more than halfway done with our walk. Uh, I believe we're more than halfway done with our recording. And this is perhaps the climax of the recording is the artificial intelligence. So artificial intelligence is where you do stuff that humans cannot do, cannot do it as fast, and literally cannot do it at all. Uh... Because the computer is programmed in a way to just look at everything, a tremendous amount of data, and just shuffle that data 
without even knowing or caring how it's shuffling it, sorting it, analyzing it. Uh, even the computer doesn't, doesn't know. It just looks at patterns. So it looks at all the patterns of successful real estate transactions. It looks at all their criteria, all of the factors and everything that is in as much criteria, data, and factors as possible of what, you know, for those successful transactions, the price, the location, who are the people involved, how old were they, what were their jobs, and like a million other things. And then you feed it a, a database of the target market that you want to go after and you say, hey, computer, hey, artificial intelligence, AI, please uh, tell us which one of these people are most likely to have a successful transaction to buy or sell or otherwise. And then the AI, without, it just looks at everything, it looks at the patterns, and it spits it out. What's the most likely? Who's the most likely to be selling and who's the most likely to be selling successfully. And then you know exactly who to contact, who to market to, who to advertise to, who to put resources on, who should you ignore because they have like a virtually a 0% chance of selling a place, who do you um, send letters to every week and call every six months or every six days or every day or six times a day uh, because the AI says that they have a 92% chance of selling their home successfully in the next three months. So currently nobody has that. There's a, I've seen one company that attempts to offer that and dealing them with not pleasant. I ended up canceling. And I think the reason why I canceled is because uh, I can do what they're doing. So Entire Real Estate's going to be doing that. We're going to be doing it at a much more successful level because they're just taking basic uh, information, data, basic data points. They're not even really, they're probably not even running it through a, an AI algorithm. They're probably just using an old-fashioned algorithm, which is probably slower and not as powerful. So we'll be running it through a real AI computer system, coming up with bigger, better, faster, more powerful, more accurate um, predictions and scores of what are the best leads, what are the best target markets. Uh, what are the best demographics to, to target, and so forth. That's AI. Then, uh, roughly, right after we do that, it's time to do um, quantum computers. That's something that almost no company, except no company has really implemented into their business operations quantum computers yet because um, quantum computers today are 
starting to work, but they are slow. They're not very powerful. They're error prone. They have all sorts of efficiency problems. Uh, just like computers had efficiency problems in 1940, 1950. Uh, computers didn't start to become widespread adopted until the 60s. Uh, they started to become worth their big investment and their big operating costs in the, in the 60s and 70s and in the 80s is when they became very productive so I mean, computers were invented a long 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 time ago there were mechanical computers hundreds of years ago if not thousands of years ago and then uh, electronics began to be mastered in about 100 to 200 years ago uh, and then they started working, doing uh, mechanical computers, became somewhat productive about uh, 75 years ago. Um, 75 to 100 years ago, some mechanical computers became productive. So electronic computers didn't become really cost-effective until about 1960, basically. So that's where the quantum computer, that's where we're going to be... Uh, anticipating that the quantum computers which were really just sort of invented around 1990 and then sort of beginning to be developed around 2000 uh, being built around 2010 and then being sort of efficient around 2020 and then being completely efficient probably around 2030 and being super amazingly, mind-blowingly, world-changingly productive around 2025, 2025, 2035, I should say, is when quantum computers are going to be just... Quantum computers and AI then will have the ability pretty much to take over the world, kill all the humans if they want to. Um, so hopefully they won't want to. <laughs> because what's going to happen is to get a lot of power out of AI and to get a lot of power out of quantum computers, you have to put a lot of power into them. To get a lot of ability out of them, you have to put, give them a lot of ability. To allow them to do a lot of work for you, you have to allow them to do a lot of work for you. To allow that, you know, if you want them to do a lot of powerful thinking for you, you have to allow them to do a lot of powerful thinking for you. So the result is if you want to get a lot out of AI and quantum computers, you're going to have to let them basically take over the world to a certain extent uh, and control the world to a certain extent. So obviously when you're letting them take over the world to a significant extent, let them control the world to a significant extent, 
Um, then you have something that is that can think literally a billion times, like a billion trillion times faster. Not just a billion times faster, but a billion trillion times faster. Uh, in other words, the way that we think, the power of our thinking will be virtually zero compared to the power of these computers. So anyway, I, I droned on about that because it's an interesting topic, but we're going to be using both AI and quantum computers in Antar real estate. Uh, so that's pretty much... Um, that's Antar real estate. There's... Uh, I pretty much covered most of the things, most of the powerful things about Antar real estate. And I hope that you found it to be interesting. This is what we are launching... Uh, there's a whole lot more I could talk about. We plan to, we've already gathered up about roughly 600 to 1,200 agents that we have found the data that matches the criteria that we're looking for. Um, these particular agents that are likely to be a good match, basically they, they, need us, we need them, they'll benefit from us, they'll profit from us, we'll profit from them. Then, of course, we have all the other stuff to figure out, the, all the other hiring stuff, like, um, you know, who can get along, who has the right personality, the right skills, uh, and all that stuff. All the hiring, recruiting, training, uh, marketing. Uh, and then my job changes from real estate agent to... Uh, leader of Antar, leader of the Antar nation, which is everybody, all of our employees, agents, and all the uh, happy customers, supporters, uh, that all comprises Antar nation. All right, well, I hope that you found this discussion interesting. You are one of the first, very first few people to hear this entire plan in audio format. Uh, and uh, come here, puppy puppy. I think I see a... No, that's not a skunk. Come on, I'm coming this way. My dog likes to uh, chase skunks at about this hour. We're trying not to let him chase skunks. Anyway, before we get into more skunk talk, thank you so much. This is Corey Chambers, your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thank you so much for listening to this and uh, you have a fantastic evening. Bye-bye.